0: Florida, I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage. I think we got a hot topic to talk about, and that is: is it time to refinance with the Fed cut, and what does it mean? Well, a lot of times, what happens is, is when the Fed does a cut, you know, there's the anticipation of it in the months preceding, so the rates ease down, and then you had a situation where Wall Street wanted a half a point, and they wanted further cuts. And uh, the Fed said, now we'll give you a quarter, and we don't see anything more happening. So Wall Street didn't like it, and so the rates popped up a little bit. But they are low. They're in the 3% range. They are incredible if you have the credit score. So is it time to refinance? You know, I'm doing a podcast because Florida is my state. I do business in the state of Florida. And Florida is different than other states like Michigan. Michigan, I understand you can carry your pay stub in the back pocket and you drop by a quarter. It might be worth it to do. But in Florida, when you refinance, we have closing costs. And we have to make sure in those closing costs that you can recuperate them quickly. So basically, when you refinance... You have closing costs such as, you know, you have an appraisal if appraisal is required. There's a tax service fee, a flood cert fee, a credit report. You could have a processing or a doc prep, a title charge, doc stamps, intangible tax, survey if you don't have an existing one, uh, you know, recording fees, and prepaids. Uh, but I really consider the hard costs, not the prepaid, because prepaid is going to be paid regardless. So you could have hard costs in $3,000, et cetera, you know, depending on your loan amount. So are you consolidating debt or is it a rate term only? Well, the rates are great, but if you're doing a rate term only, you want to make sure that you can recuperate your closing costs. And my timeline Is 18 months. That's one year and six months. Now, if someone's coming up to me saying that they're going to sell their home in a year, would I refinance? No. So, if you're going to be in the house one year and eight months, I say yes. Every month after that is a bonus. So, let's get back to that rate term refi. You know, a lot of times, and it depends on the loan size, you have to look at the loan size to see when it makes sense. So what makes sense cost-wise and what drop in rate do you need? Well, on a rate term, if you're at four and quarter percent which, you know, I've been getting phone calls like crazy, if you're dropping down to 3.75, well, a half a point, is it worth it in the state of Florida? Probably not. You know, it depends on your loan size. If you have a loan size, and I'm just talking generic, right? We're just ballparking and I don't have my pen out. Uh, just 30 years experience of doing this. So if you got a $200,000 loan, you could have $3,600. Well, if you drop the rate from four and a quarter to three and a quarter, you're probably saving maybe, what, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. So is that worth $3,600? And I'm just kind of giving you an idea. You know, this is not exact, but that doesn't make sense. So if you're going to have a $3,600 cost, which is rolled into your loan, I would personally want to capture that in 18 months i want to see $200 a month savings so does 50 75 90 100 does that turn me on absolutely not so on a rate term refi you really have to look out to really dropping your rate so on conventional loans you got to really have that rate drop it may not be till in the twos. Uh, on a 30-year that that would make sense to refinance on a rate term. What does rate term mean? That means we're just refinancing the mortgage balance only plus incorporating the closing costs in there. All right. Now, what about consolidating debt? Well, that's a whole different animal. It's a different animal because you're consolidating. You're paying off your first mortgage. You may have a second mortgage. You may be paying off a car, consolidating debt, paying off a student loan of a child of yours or your own. Well, that's where you're saving money by refinancing and putting it all in one. Now, there's there's no rate drop that I look at. It's just what makes sense. What are you paying today with all of the car loans, the credit card debt, the student loans, your mortgage payment, your second? And I'm throwing it all out there. I'm throwing the whole enchilada at you. But if it's going to save you five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, uh, you know, I think it's worth doing. And I think you look for further opportunity. We get back to what I started with, Is it is, is time to refinance and, and where we're at? Well, we did have a Fed cut, and the Fed say they're not going to cut anymore, but everything I read and everything that I hear keeps telling me that rates are going to continue to drop. In that 2020, there's a potential. We can see rates lower than we've ever, ever seen in our history, for me, of 30 years, which that means it'd be lower than a three and a quarter 30-year fix that we once had. Uh, 2.6, 2.5, and a 15, it could be lower than that. So I've been getting phone calls over the weekend. I had a gentleman, he's at 4.75. I could drop him down to 3.75 for 200. But he's got a little bit of time. He's not worried about it. But if I can get him down to three and a quarter, I could save him hopefully $300. So, you know, it's not like you got to be careful. Now, remember, I keep telling you over and over, get a second opinion. Yes, you may bank with whoever you bank with that opened up your fake credit card, that opened up your fake bank account that you still love. But it's always good to get a, a second opinion because everybody's going to want to do your loan, right? We make money. We make commissions when we do your loan. We don't make money when we tell you, eh, maybe you need to wait a little bit longer. I do that because I want to go to sleep at night, and I want to know that I'm taking care of you. So if I think there's an opportunity for you to gain further, I want you to know. And I want you to know it's always been my benchmark 18 months. If you're out there three years, 36 months, I don't think it's worth it. Not if I know that rates are going to come down further. And, and I just, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but everything I read, you know, we all have seasons and, uh, and it could be in a full blown recession and you have the trade war and you have tariffs and you have China and you have all these things going on. You know, the, we have talked about this in previous podcasts. I, I just read this morning that Denmark in Denmark They pay you to have a mortgage. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? Denmark pays you to have a mortgage. You have Japan, negative rates. Germany, negative rates. Well, you know, we may be joining the party. I I don't know, but it could happen. It could happen. So I, I go to number four in my podcast, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, right? What time frame to recuperate your closing costs? Again, I got 18 months you know, so, you know, if you're gonna be selling your house before 18 months, I, I don't think it's worth it. And I think if you're in the 4% range, that really, you know, all depends on the loan size, but I really think that you have the opportunity to save money down the road. And I think getting you down the twos really makes that big impact. And uh, I just plan on it. So if it makes sense for you now, because you need the money, you're consolidating debt, you have things going, yeah, absolutely, get it done. But, you know, I just think that you got opportunity down the road. And that's where I look at that. Are there more rate drops ahead? The Fed says no. Wall Street's saying you got to do it. I I think there is. I don't know if it'll happen this year. I mean, we're already in the month of August. But I think next year is a different year. And I I think we're going to see it. I think that everything's cyclical. What comes up must come down. What goes down must come up. And we've just been up. And I think we're in a downward track due to the various reasons that I mentioned earlier about tariffs, China, uh, the rest of the world, Denmark, negative rates. I mean, can you imagine they pay you to get a mortgage? I think we'd all be jumping on the wagon. Uh, Let's talk about some other things. How does that affect buying? Well, we know prices have increased and been increasing. We know there's no inventory. So these houses are going at full price. So a lower rate is definitely going to help you in that payment range that you want and more affordability. You know, these drops in rates definitely help out. It lowers your overall monthly payment. So that's a big factor. So I think housing is going to remain strong. I really, truly do. You know, they talk about a recession, but, you know, interest rates go down. Housing does great. A lot of people get affected, which is unfortunate. But anywhere in the housing industry, I think, will do well. and, And housing will remain strong, believe it or not. What is this telling us when the rates are dropping? Again, I'm being repetitive. I'm kinda I do that all the time. I, I kinda like quiz you a little bit without saying hey I'm quizzing you. We talked about China. We talked about the trade war. We talked about negative rates in Japan and Germany and many other countries. We talked about Denmark paying you to have a, a mortgage. So anything could really happen and, and I think that so what do you need to do? I think you need to look at your statement. In fact, I got a postcard going out in the next couple of weeks to all my past clients. It's not your normal marketing. It's not the marketing. says, hey, it's time to refinance. Call me now. We're going to save you dollars. It's why don't you give me a shout and let's take a look at where you're at today and let's see what rate you need to be at to make it work. That's going to be affordable. That's going to recuperate your closing costs in a timely manner that's going to be beneficial to you. You know, I could have scored this weekend on deals, but I just, you know, a a one-point drop in Florida, you know, of course the loan size is a diff, but I just think that it needs to be more. You know, you get a big loan, one and a half, you're in all day long. You got a small loan amount, it could be well 2%. And I do think it's going to be an absolute frenzy of refinancing. And there's some other things that we can talk about when it comes time to refinancing. One of the things are with Fannie and Freddie is that your appraisal, you can get those appraisal waived. Uh, If you do an FHA, do a streamline, no appraisal. A VA, streamline, no appraisal. And I know they've instituted more laws to protect a VA, which they really should, I mean, VA, they, they, they don't educate you. They throw all the closing costs on top. They put everything. They'll say, you're going to save you $100, but it costs you 10 grand. They threw it on top. They did that. I can't even tell you the companies that did that, and they don't care. I do. So, again, I, I'm going to go ahead and stick with my principles, stick with the truth, and stick with what my heart tells me because I know if I do you right, I'm going to be treated right, and I'd rather have that than anything. So really on your VA buyers, really be careful. I know that you're going to get all this stuff, and they're soliciting you big time. A lot of these companies make so much money off of you. But really, I want you, VA, please, veterans. I know that they're going to say it's not going to cost you a dime. You're going to save $100. But did it cost you ten grand to get there? That's not worth it. So I think they did. not I don't know for sure, but I think they had to be like 36 months or something like that. But in the environment we're in and where we're probably heading, I want you VA vets to think about 18 months today. And I want my FHA borrowers, you still have your funding fee, you still have your monthly PMI. So we want to make sure that you're not getting billed you know, a tremendous amount of money. And on your FHAs, is it time to get rid of it? Is it time to go to a conventional? Is it time to get rid of the PMI and our VAs? You know, do we build up enough equity where we can go conventional, where we can get rid of the funding fee and not have to go through the funding fee again and the funding fee on FHA and the monthly BMI on FHA? You know, FHA was designed to get you in that home, but maybe your credit scores have increased. You've built up equity. Your situation has changed to where we can go into a conventional loan. That's really important. You know, FHA to FHA, you know we've all got equity in our home. It's been, we've been very blessed the last 10 years. I mean, house prices have gone up. Is it time now to get rid of the PMI, the funding fee to go to no PMI on a conventional loan? That's what we're looking at. So I think you got to really pay attention to the FHAs. I want you not to be looking at all the stuff in the mail that they're going to streamline you. You don't have to worry about an appraisal. You don't have to worry about this. You still got closing costs, people. In my VA, even streamline, no appraisal, refinance you, save you $100. We're going to do a funding fee again? Or is it going to take forever to save? Or are we going to do what? I'm going to quiz you people. What's Didier? Didier telling you, buying Florida, how many months does he look at? That's right, 18. You're paying attention. I like it. Thank you. So that's what we do. So what are things that we can do to save money when we're doing a refi? Well, You know, if you're doing a conventional, you know, maybe that the DU findings, Fannie Freddie, because they have the database of all the homes, they may waive the appraisal. They may say, you don't need one. What's $450 saved, right? And the other thing you want to do is you don't have to get a pest inspection unless, you know, the uh, appraiser sees something. Now, survey, your existing survey. Provide your existing survey. If you hadn't added on a room or added on a, a pool. You don't have to get another one. It's another three hundred and fifty bucks. Close at the end of the month. You know, if you have enough equity, maybe not have escrows. You know, if you feel comfortable and you can make those payments yourself, those are things. Having your owner's title policy. You know, on a refi, you can shop it. You know, the lender is going to say recommend, but it's good to shop. It's good to shop the title insurance. Just don't go with the lender says. You know, talk to your lender that when you did your purchase. Hey, what do you got for me? I got my owner's title policy. I know it's good for three years and after that, but what are you going to charge me? And then you go to your loan officer. Diddy, what do you got? Who you got? No, I got these people. Give them a shout. And 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 try to shop it that way. You know, I think that's a really that that's something you can shop is the title charges, you know? And to get the lowest and to have your existing survey. And hopefully to have Fannie Freddie on your DU findings say you don't need an appraisal. So those are some things to save some money, which can drop it down, you know, because you still have the credit report, the tax service, the flood cert. You have to have the lender's policy. You got to close. The lender's going to want a lender's title policy. Make sure there's no, you know, that you are the owner. They're going to have first position. There's no other liens or encumbrances on the property, and you got your intangible tax of 0.02 times the loan amount. Doc stamps on the mortgage at point oh oh three five times the loan amount. And you got your recording fees, you know, the title company has to charge per page of the mortgage. So those are the fees that you have. I have a processing fee or doc prep on writing fee. And I really want you to be paying attention to the origination. Like I do a lot of borrower paid because I try to give you a, a lower rate. But a borrower, a borrower paid has origination. Does it have a lender credit to offset the origination? Mind you. So you want to make sure that I've seen some of these big internet companies that are giving these CDs and they have the origination at a higher rate and there's no lender credit offsetting the origination. That's a problem. Wake up, people. I want you to look at it. You know, I want you to start paying attention. Yes, you're going back to your same lender. Yes, you're going on the internet and shopping. But dealing with a broker, someone here close by to you that you know you've been referred to or you've used before give him a call give him an opportunity i had a gentleman this morning he's uh locked and loaded with a lender and he's gonna finish up the contract on monday and he's staying with a a friend of his and his friend says go to didier go to didier but you know i i had my rates in below four and the threes and i gave it to him i said you know you got everything over there i'm not trying to take anything away but find out you know find out what you're Girl, she's girlfriend's going in alone. Find out where their credit scores are. Let's make sure we're on the same page and we're going to offer the same deal. And I'm not, you started with them. Make sure that he can close you. I can get you done in 21 days. You got to close on the 28th. It's done. Call it a day. It's over. I've got lenders that are in and out and closing 12 or 14. So I didn't try to take the deal away. I didn't try to do my sales job and pull it. And I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness, but I I just don't like taking things away from people. They've done all the work, you know? and i don't like to do that you know if they've done all the work they've got everything going they're just waiting for the property Yeah, you know, it's hard for me to pull that you know i just I, I just say compare the rates and make sure that they can get it closed If they can't come back to me i'll get you done we'll knock it out on a sunday get you signed on a monday and get you an underwriting by wednesday so we move quickly on those and you have to you know it's always going to take you know it's, i don't think you know this as well i'm going to share with you purchases take dominance over refis We're going to make sure those realtors are taken care of. We're going to make sure that the buyer is going to close on time. So refis get placed behind. So you got to make sure when you're working with your lender that you're not going to get shipped off in the back of the bus and and not get looked at for 30 days. We got to be able to treat everyone equally. And uh, it's not discrimination. It's just that they're, you know, trying to take care of the realtors, the purchases, the timeline, people moving. So there's more, you know, there's more pre- precedents put on that. So you just want to make sure on your refis that they're getting in and getting out. Make sure that you're not going to be at the back of the bus, that you're going to be up front, get closed. And you, know, you want to deal with lenders or brokers at times of the essence and everyone counts and you got to get done. So the overall of what I see happening to share with you is I do see rates going down next year. I do see it. I'm not telling you to wait. I'm telling you, if it makes sense today to do something and you're saving money that's going to be within 18 months, then go for it. Uh, I think if you're doing a debt consolidation of paying off a car and other debts that we talked about, go for it. If it's just borderline and you're not pressed, wait, wait for the good times. But you could do a refinance now, like I have a closing on Monday and I'm going to tell the guy, I said, you could be here in a year from now if you do this, this and this. And, you know, like I've got past customers cl- calling me up and their credit scores aren't there. So I'm saying, listen, why don't we work on your credit scores? Let's get above 740. You know, getting a conventional loan, getting out of FHA, going to a conventional, doing that is the way to go. But we got to have higher credit scores because it's not really going to make any sense. So I'd like to cancel you. I, I want to know. And I'm not here to call, call me up and I pull your credit. Go to Credit Karma. I and mean, we talked about that. Go to Credit Karma. Go to your Credit card, look at your scores, which are not accurate but gives you a range. But you know, on a credit karma, it does updates, so you see updates happening. So if you see updates, you know some good things are happening. And knowing our credit bureaus, and I've mentioned this in the past, we pull from the 9th onward, which will show the previous month. August 9th, I pull, show me uh, July. Well, the rest of August is going to show July. If you've done something August 30th, I'm not going to see it in August. It's not until I go September 9th that I'm going to see August, right? But you get to see it because it's more of a snapshot in time. So you're seeing it. You're seeing that happening and taking place. So that's a great thing to do. And really, if you're going to refinance, really, when we have the best credit scores we possibly can, you got a 740 or better, you own the world, you know, so that's the deal. And you know, when people call up for a rate, you know, we feel just go to a rate sheet and say here's a rate. And then we got to input everything. We've got to put in, you know, uh, your credit score, your loan amount, your city you're in, 30 days, uh, you know, you're doing borrower paid, lender paid, waving the escrows. We got all kinds of stuff to put in there. So it's not like we just look at a rate sheet and give it to you. So you know, you walk on water if you have a 740 credit score better. You, you got to be there. And how do you get there? Whatever credit cards you have that you've taken up to the highest limit, 35%. Be consistent with that. Get your scores up. Get it, take advantage of it. You know, you got rates in the threes, but if your credit scores suck, you're going to be the fours. I mean, it's just the way it is, whether it be a purchase or a refi. So you got to keep that in mind. Everything's credit score predicated and the loan to value, as well. What do you mean loan to value? You know, house is worth two hundred. You're borrowing a hundred. Uh, you got a hundred thousand equity. It's got some value there. So you know, it's a little bit different than owing one hundred ninety-five, right? So those are the variables that you want to consider. So I think that if you are just not there, really power up those credit scores. Keep doing everything right. And get ready for a major victory coming up. And again, I'm saying if the time is now and you're saving money, go for it. Do it. Don't stop. If you can get it done and you can save money, absolutely refinance. Is it bad if you had to refinance again next year? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, if it, if it goes that low, why not? But, you know, if you got something that you can take care of that can help your family, get you ahead of the game, it makes sense. Absolutely, go forward with it and uh, do that. I hope I've been helpful. I'm Didier, and I have a website. It's www.didiermortgage.com. I have my podcasts on there, and I got a video section. And you really need to go look at my video section. I say one minute or less, but I'm fibbing. It's usually one minute 45, one minute 50, one minute 30. And I really try to give in from in interesting information. And I say that it's paying off. I, mean, I had a realtor email me last night saying, hey, we did a deal a long time ago, but I've been watching all your videos and I want to give you business. And I want to know on a second home, uh, on a second home, does it have to be 80%? I said, no, it could be 90%. Okay, I'll be giving or give you a call. So. Really, the videos, I think, are helpful, and I really try to educate people. You know, it's for me, I'm trying to continue to grow my business, and I feel social media has been so beneficial, you know, by doing the videos, by posting on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and doing my podcast and sending everything else. It really has grown. But, you know, I I told you, like, I, I started doing the podcast, and I was on vacation for a week went on a cruise and it was really amazing. I had someone email me. They contacted me and said, I've listened to all your podcasts and I've learned so much and I'm so grateful. And I'm going to be a buyer of a home at the end of the year because I know what to do now. And you've been informative. And you know, after all these years, I have to tell you, that was really really about joy to me. I mean, I, I was like, wow, that's so awesome. and And it just feels great. You know, I just want to be a, You know, I I think in life when we go forward, and I know I'm supposed to be talking about is it time to refinance, but I think we all have to be a think tank together. So I'm going to go on a little personal note. I think we have to be a think tank to work together as a team. And so when I do my purchases, I have my realtors and the processor, you know, we have the title company and the insurance companies, and, and we really all have to work together to make it go. In our refinances, we need to have the insurance companies, the title company, the lender, the processor, the underwriter. All of us have to be together. And you know, we're going to have stumbling blocks. Things are going to come up and just going to be like red flag. But you know, we got to find solutions. And then you may be doing a refi that red flag comes up. And it could happen. And it does. And it will. But we just got to find solutions, right? Because we know things will pop up on the credit report, things will come up on your income, things will come up on the value of your home, uh, anything. The title work can pull up things. But you just want to work with people that can work with you. And again, you know, I I'll go back to these disclosures that keep going out from the lenders. Oh my goodness. They go out, they go out, they're inaccurate, they're inaccurate. And you really need to work with people that can take the phone call, the texting, the emails to calm you down, to know that those aren't your final figures. You're just generic from the lender. And so it comes to me to tell you that, you know, we, you know, America trying to grow, trying to increase our business, small business, man. That's what we are. Small business is America. And we're out here. And I'm small business, and I'm here to help you, and we're here to work together. We're here to give you the attention, and we're here to be honest with you and to tell you the truth, not to do your loan, to book it because we need to book it. Does it make sense to refinance? Does it make sense to consolidate? Are there better days ahead if we wait? We're just here to help you, and that's what I'm all about. I'm a phone call. I'm an email. Texting was just huge. I'm a text. And all my information, I think, is on this podcast that you can see. Or if not, you have uh, my website at didiamortgage.com. Go on there. Play with my calculator. See what makes sense. So Didier, Buying Florida, signing off on another podcast. Look forward to next week. Wishing you all the best and a great week to you all. Have a great day. And thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.